Yep, we're back with another episode of Toad's Tunes. Today, sitting down with Miss Kylie Afry. We talked music, learning to play guitar off a of borrowed guitar, growing up goat tying. Yeah, that's a form of rodeo. Texas music being a main influence. We talked to Boudin. We talked to Billy Bob's Randy Rogers. Backing vocals with Cody Johnson. You know what? Let's get to know Kylie Fry. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Sitting here today with um, French fries. Yeah. Kylie French Fry. <laughs> Kylie French Fry. I just asked the question, why Why is your screen name Fries? Yeah. Let's Be- talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, which I responded to because I'm a smart ass. And I like that reasoning, though. It was my way of just being like very early on when I first got an Instagram. Uh, people kept, you know, saying Kylie Frey. And I'm like, well, like you'll get French fry. Like, let me just do a play on words. Like, get right. my name right, you know? And so it just, like, turned into a whole thing, and it's, you know, at Kylie French Fry, and people just remember that. It was funny because I went, as I started promoting the show, um, I went through all the names. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake Worthington's a little tough. Yeah. Because he's just got, like, four letters in Worth, and then he's done. Yeah. And then yours came up, and I'm like, I gotta know why. But yeah. So for fun, do you love French fries? I do love French fries. Yeah, I'm gonna come out with my own French fry seasoning at some point. Are you kidding? No, I'm serious. I'm serious. So my my parents sell boudin for a living. They what? They sell boudin. What's that? So basically, it is like rice and pork stuffed in a sausage case, and it's a South Louisiana thing. I'll have to send you some. Yeah. So they, I mean, we have our own seasoning and stuff too. My parents do, and so it's super easy if I wanted to do it. I just haven't, you know pulled the trigger on it yet. Do you already have like the recipe, like the idea of what it would I be? I have the idea. Yes. Um uh-huh. okay, I'm gonna is there paprika in it? Um well I don't know yet. I know the two main ingredients and I don't know if I should say it. I'm gonna say it. It's fine. Um so I'm gonna do um cayenne. Beautiful. And um dark chocolate. Oh wow. Yes. Sweet, hot. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. I asked about paprika. I'm and allergic to and salty. I'm yeah. allergic to bell peppers. Oh. And paprika is a derivative of a bell pepper. Oh, so, bummer. Dude, you have no <gasps> idea. So when you guys were talking earlier about these. Toad, about these, what? So here's what's funny. Doritos. <gasps> you ever read the it. bag? They're made from dried red bell peppers and green wow. bell peppers. So all these people go to Taco Bell, our, our wonderful conversation at dinner tonight, and they get these Doritos Los Tacos. Or I can't eat them. No. Can't eat them. Uh, Oh, I'm sad for you. I love bell peppers. <laughs> I love them. Any rounded peppers. I can't have habaneros, but I can eat serranos, jalapenos, huh. chilies. I just can't have rounded peppers. That is so fascinating. Allergies. I wouldn't. I, <laughs> I would. Uh, it ha- I haven't had it the whole my whole life. It uh-huh. just came on later in life, and then I was I would get sick after I'd eat, and so I was just like, I don't know what the hell's going on. So I went to a, a holistic doctor, mm. and they did the whole allergy test thing. And rounded peppers. And I've talked to people that are chefs that own restaurants. They're like, dude, you're full of crap. And then they go home and they look it up and go, oh, my God, it's a thing. Wow. I I wouldn't lie. but Wow. Huh. But crazy. Dang. Born in Louisiana. Born in Louisiana. Yes. Um, What part? Opelousas. It's right above Lafayette. Okay. Yeah. And how long did you live there? Um, I lived there for uh, 21 years. Okay. Yes. I moved to Nashville like right after I turned 21. When did you know that you that music was for you? Um, I just always love to sing. I have no music in my family. Um, my little brother after me has is he's musical. He's very talented, but there's no one 
before us, I just always loved to sing. Um, I was just very like a stressed out kid, had a lot of feelings and, you know. Emotional. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that was fun. And um, I, I don't know where it came from. It just made me happy as a kid. And then I just would play with words and in my head and melodies and, I learned how to play guitar. I think I was like twelve or thirteen. Who bought you the guitar? I, I how had do you a ask borrowed her guitar. Oh, you borrowed it. Okay. I had a borrowed guitar for a while because my uncle had tried to play when he was young, and so there was a guitar in my grandma's attic, and it was way too big for me at the time. Um, and so, but I, I took lessons on it, and then you know, eventually when it was like, okay, this is something that she wants to keep doing. My parents got me a guitar for Christmas for my 13th birthday. That's pretty rad. And yeah. then lessons are self-taught? Lessons. Yeah. I'm not naturally talented at the guitar. If I, I always say, if I, <laughs> if I didn't sing, I probably wouldn't play guitar because it, I'm not a multitasker okay. by nature. And so it's, um, it's taken a lot of hard work to get, where I'm at. Um, and I can, I mean, I can hold my own on guitar now, but it's just like taking a lot of, um, Time, just discipline. Effort, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I yeah. think as to anything that comes with greatness, I sure. think some people are naturally gifted. That's for sure. Yeah. We were walking down the back hall. Um, um, Ben Gallagher. You mm -hmm. heard that name? Do you, do you know him? Yeah. You ever watch him play guitar? I think that I have. He's like um, Keith Urban on a whole nother level. Okay, to me, cool. I think, I think he's phenomenal. He's played here a couple times. And I just watch, like, if you watch his videos online, his reels or whatever, Yeah. I'm just in awe. And nice. I, I don't, don't even understand it. Like, yeah. It's I can play like, three chords on a guitar. That's yeah. It. Joe, my guitar player, you'll see him tonight. He'll be playing with me. But, yeah. I mean, he, like, learned. He told me tonight. I didn't even know. But he's like, yeah, I, I learned how to play guitar before I could write. Wow. And I'm like... <laughs> This yeah. makes so much sense. My good friend Matt's that way. He he went to school school mus uh, music Berkeley and and he's I watch him and just the fingers and all of this yeah. crap and I'm like I just yeah. that's too much going on. I know I know my brain can't work that. I, I'm gonna have to agree. <laughs> how do you how do you get to Nashville? Like at what point do you know that that's the place that you want to go to? Oof. Um. So I actually didn't go straight to Nashville. I went to Texas. And okay. so I have started off in the Texas music scene because Smart. so I grew up um grew up rodeoing and my goat tying coach is actually here tonight. That's what we Beautiful. saw on the line coming in. Okay. Um so she was actually the one that introduced me to Texas country music very early on. And uh, Randy Rogers live at Billy Bob's like that was my first was intro first. into Texas country music. And that so is. Um, I just sort of grew up on all of that stuff. Like I, you know, hung out with a bunch of rodeo kids and we just, that was the coolest thing because no one else in Louisiana knew about it. Right. And so when I decided that, okay, I'm really going to do this, it was just a whole lot easier just to jump across the state line than it was to go up to Tennessee. Right. And so that's what I did. And did you know that's where you wanted to eventually get to or was the Texas music sound? Cause you look at a guy like, uh, Cody Johnson yeah. that paid his dues yeah. and, now look where he's at today. Yeah. And he didn't really go to Nashville. He stayed in Texas. Exactly. Yeah. No, I've, I've just always been interested in that scene. And, cool. you know, at the time and still now, it's like I, stuff that was coming out of Nashville um, was awesome. But I didn't really love the way that the industry was going. And so it just it made more sense to start there. Um, and I that fan base is so wonderful. And I'm so fortunate Loyal. to have it. Yes. Yes. Do you go by yourself? 
Um, I was for a while. Yeah. <laughs> now um, I've got the band with me most of the time. I meant like to to leave at a young age and move to Texas. Like, did you? So I didn't move. I it, you know you just traveled. Yeah, it took it. A, it took me about um, three hours to cross the line. Right. And I mean, either me and my dad or me and my mom or by myself, I would go visit these radio stations and. You know, unsigned, no management. You would just show oh, up yeah, in these places. Nothing. Wow, yeah. good for you. Yeah, good for you. nothing. So it was. Uh, <laughs> there's probably a smarter way to do it, but I don't know. You're you're somewhere today. Sure. Yeah. Do you have a deal today? I I have everything but the record label. So you have publishing, management, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. You write your own stuff? I do. Do you enjoy writing? I love writing. So as you started music, were you, were you, you said you were writing stuff down. Did you did you write at an early age and then kind of sing your own stuff? Or did you just kind of like mockingbird it? Well, <laughs> I always, you know, I was like the chubby kid, right? And um, I, I, my self-confidence was not, you know really amazing and so i when i started writing songs i was like oh cool someone else can sing my songs right i want to write songs for other people and you can make money doing that yeah Yeah. exactly and and i also don't have to get over this fear of like you know being in front of people (laughs) and but for some reason i don't know just kept writing and i was like wait but these are my stories like i should be the one singing them and i actually found my voice my voice got better through writing my own songs because I, you know, a little bit more, I could close. tailor the yeah. songs to my voice. So yeah. Also I had a lisp growing up and I had to wear this God awful thing in my mouth. And so I, I didn't really to have, correct it. Yes. Got it. I didn't have much of a range. Um, and so I had to sort of find my voice after that. Um, and, my muscles and my tongue worked the way that they were supposed to, and right. then I could find my range. And so that kind of happened later for me. What a neat story. That is so. so cool. I mean, people that get to hear this. I mean, I don't, I don't know how, how often you've spoke about it. I really it, don't get to, I, I, I don't choose to talk about it a lot, right. you know, but yeah. Well, it's a neat story. It, would, it, will, it will help more people than you probably might realize because sure. the world we live in today i mean we had that conversation at dinner about how important it is for people to think that they're important and and popular on social and it really yeah. everyone gets scared of stuff yeah do you remember the first like album you ever listened to um fly by the dixie chicks okay yeah uh-huh favorite um, it's one of my favorites till this day. I don't know if it's because of nostalgia or because it's that good. Probably both. <laughs> I, I got asked this question one night when I was sitting in here. The guys of um, After Midtown, the end of the interview, they, they asked me this question. And they said, if you could go back and listen to one album all over again for the first time and have that feeling again, what would that album be? I, I, I would probably be that. Yeah. Would be the Dixie Chicks? Yeah. That's pretty neat. Yeah. I mean, to, to actually know. What's been your 2022, your, your, your highlight of the year? Because um, you haven't played at Stoney's yet. So I haven't just... played at Stoney's. No, I'm so excited. Um, highlight of my year. What was it? Or Let a couple things to have fun with. Like career-wise? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, or personal. Whatever. I, I played Billy Bob's, yeah. so that was great. Um, Main stage? Yes. Full band? Yes. Headliner, opener? Headliner. Fuck yeah. I High know. Five. <laughs> That is dope. I know. It, it. Yeah, I still have to pinch myself. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Robert took a chance on me. Just, I don't know. He's just always like me from, I don't know why, but he's my bud. That's awesome. I mean, I think that those kinds of things are important. Dylan Carmichael? Yeah. He sat in here. Um, 
I want to go back and tell kind of like the story. I went to Nashville for like CRS or something, something like that, and they gave away a free show. Mm-hmm. And it was his label, I think, that gave it away. Well, uh, a programming guy here won it. And oh, so on the cool. stage, Dylan goes, fuck yeah, I finally get to play Stoney's. Radio station didn't bring him here. They played at another place. Oh, no. I took it personal. Whatever. So I liked to, I didn't know him at, yeah. at, at, at the time. So I went to, I know someone at Riser House. So I called uh, Brandon. I'm like, dude, tell me how to get in touch with this camp. I, this is yeah. personal. Like, yeah. I need to get him here. I want to pay him to come here anyway. It's much better for me that, that way. Um, and I bring him out here and does a show. Well, he sits down at this chair and we talk about it. And I ask him what his bucket list items were. And he proceeds to tell me to play the Opry, mm-hmm. which he did. He was the first employee to ever step foot and play the Opry stage. Oh, whoa. I didn't know that. See? Wow. Pretty huh. cool. Second one is to play Billy Bob's. The third one's to play Stoney's. Wow. And I just thought it was the neatest thing so in the world cool. to sit back and know that what we've built here is becoming something. Yeah. Someday will be as big as Billy Bob's, but that's like a, yeah. that's that's so badass. I yeah. mean, I've never even been to Billy Bob's, so I made a deal with Dylan that when he does play, mm-hmm. just make sure I'll get in. That's yeah. all. I mean, Absolutely. Yeah. It's like I wanna I wanna see. I've gone back to Nashville a few times for some artists that have come through here for their Opry debuts and it's it's such a neat thing to see. And have you played the Opry? I have not played the Opry. I will play the Opry. You will, definitely. <laughs> but I so I was on a TV show called Real Country. There was one season. Um yeah, uh Tony Jackson was on it as well. Yes, yeah. yes, he sure was. And so the, they took the winners, um, the seven finalists, whatever, to the Grand Ole Opry and um, they were like, oh, it's just a photo op and all of this stuff. And then they surprised us with the judges um, who were Shania Twain and Jake Owen and Travis Tritt. Right. And so, I mean, we they really didn't air hardly any of this, which was a shame. But um, the seven of us stood around the circle with the three judges and we got to ask them questions for about an hour. And they talked to us How cool was about that? country music. It was incredible. Yeah. It's one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me. And no crowd out there, just you guys, no just kind of like wow. just us. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Talk about intimate and getting to really know these people. Yeah. What'd you ask? Really what was your question cool. that you asked? Um, I I don't remember honestly. I mean, like I just could being sure just in front shock. of Shania Twain <laughs> for me was like, yeah. I mean, I grew up on. Right. All of that. I dressed up as Shania Twain for career day in kindergarten. Did you so, really? Yeah. Look at you career today. Career day. Look at you today. So, um, yeah, that whole thing was just, yeah, it was really cool. What um, favorite song you've been a part of so far in your career? Hmm. I, I asked the good ones to make you think. Okay. So, um, I actually sing the background vocals on Cody Johnson's song, Human. Do you really? Yes. Did not know that. See? Learn it. Yeah. And not a whole lot of people know that. I probably should publicize it more, but, you know, whatever. I'm j- That whole thing for me, when I first heard that song, um, I, got, I sang on another song. Um, why am I blanking on this song's name? Um, Made a Home. Okay. Yes. And so I was originally asked to sing on that song, and his producer, Trent, was like, hey, um, we were supposed to have somebody else sing on this song. I don't know if we're going to be able to get them or not. Can I just have you learn it just in case? Right. You know, and so we're in there, and I sang Made Home, and I was waiting. I was like, please, just, like, I want to sing on this song. And um, and I was thinking that, and he was like, what? he was like, hey, do, do you want to? He's like, I don't know that we'll keep it. And I was like, it's fine. Like, I, anytime I can just be in front of a microphone, like, this is practice for me. This sure. is honing my skill. You're awesome. I'm yours for the day, so let's work. And so 
I sang on that song, and there was just some, there was something that happened the night before, like, um, and that I was just struggling with, you know, about, like, people just making stupid decisions and just good people, you know. Right. And, um, and then I sang on that song, and, you know, we're, we're all human at the end of the day. and um, Everybody is. Yeah, it was, it was, that one's really special for me, yeah. It's funny when you look at and you listen to songs and um, you relate to them on different levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had this conversation the other day that a song could mean one thing for somebody else and something for someone else. But that's what this is. I think yeah. that's what the music industry is all about. I want to go back to um, you getting on stage and breaking that fear. Do you still get a little nervous before you go on stage now? Or you think yeah, you've kind of... Yeah, I do. Um, but it it was such a challenge for me. I, I, I don't know. I have a screw loose in my brain. That's like, I'm not good at something. Great. Let's do it. That's, a lot of people would never do that ever. <laughs> so it's been fun. It's been very frustrating on, you know, um, developing my stage presence be- and you know, you try things, but I'm like, when I'm just myself and I just do, you know, interact with people the way that I would, that's that's really all it takes, it is. and um, it's so funny how that is harder than it should be to just be yourself, right. and um, yeah. So it, it's fun for me. It's kind of a game of like, okay, because we're put in different scenarios all the time, and it's you don't know the response. You sort of get, have yeah. to adapt, and you don't know the response, and so it's fun. It's frustrating, but it's fun. The first time you got up and sang in front of people, do you remember when that was? I yes. So hopefully you never forget it. I I was always very shy. I never really sang my songs for people. I still have a hard time with that. But I remember there was a couple of you know cowboys that that sang and played. You know. After the rodeo, there was nothing else to do. We were there for a weekend, right? Right. And so they would send them back to tailgate and play, and I would always just go find them and go listen. And um, I, one of them caught wind that I could play and sing and was and put a guitar in my hand. And I, I mean, I freaked out, and I was like, okay, this is you're either going to do this or you're not. And so, and I, I just closed my eyes, and I, I sang my song, and they were like, oh, dang, Kylie, you know, whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I can do this. And then... I did it again, and then, it, you know, I really found my confidence in my voice just right, sitting on the back of a tailgate with a bunch of cowboys and just cowgirls. Just listening. Yeah. Did you watch Dear Rodeo yet? The Cody Johnson? I have not. I tried, and I, I live in the woods now, so my Wi-Fi wasn't really working that good when I tried. I think that his story, I, I like to say that I watched it, and I wish that would have came out six months later mm. after Till You Can't came out. Ah. Um, but he, when he played here, he's he's the neatest dude. We sat in here and we talked about his journey to mm-hmm. get to where he was and um, all the different labels he went to and, yeah. and people promising things that they could give him that he already had. And that's why I love I love the road through Texas. I do because yeah. because uh, I believe like it's a different work ethic. Yeah, absolutely. it really is. I'm not saying that Nashville's not, but I'm just um, I sat with Nate Smith. Do you know him? I know of him. We um, we have a dear mutual friend, but I have not met Nate yet, but I know of him because of my friend. That he, is, is. he is such a neat dude. Um, he, he, two trips 
to Nashville before he did what he did. And his story is like when I got to sit with him and he came out with what happened to him and how he got there and moving back to Paradise, California and it burning down and then his friends giving him a guitar and then him just scrounging the money to get back to Nashville and you're mm. like, look at where you are today. Yeah. But one of his um, one of his lyrics things that I thought was really neat is um, um, Whiskey on You, his song. Yeah, uh-huh. His lyrics for that, or uh, the chorus for that, he recorded in his kitchen. So when he went into the studio, <gasps> no it didn't kidding. it didn't work. It just he just didn't feel it. I get that. So he took the original from there and and wow. put that into the song, which is pretty badass. That's cool. I wanted to say that back when you were on Human, but the Cody Johnson thing, I would love it if you watch it. I would love to think. I mean, hear what you thought of it because his his approach was literally like, I don't want to be different. I want to yeah. be who I am, and that yeah. was one of the things you talked about was. Was like you just want to go out and project yourself yeah. honestly, and I think that's the only way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. You have to. Yeah. I just met the Jake Jacobson kid. He played here. He was supposed to open for Randall, so I booked Randall for my birthday in May. That was oh, when he sweet! Here. First time I met him. First time I met John and them, and it just it was a it was a really cool experience. And I think that you being in that camp, I mean, it says a lot about you to be able to be in with these guys. And Oh, um, cool. Because they're yeah. good people. They really are. They I don't, really are. I'm not saying that people that come through here aren't good, but they're one of the people that, like, I still talk to John. <laughs> I don't say on a regular basis, but often yeah. uh, through text and s- stuff like that. When yeah. they, they played here for my birthday. Uh, Heather got these little toads. Um, oh, sweet. And they got thrown all around. Well, John put one on their uh, um, monitor rig. Uh-huh. And so now he sent me a couple of pictures when they're out. And he's like, you're with us in Texas. Oh, that's it was, cool. It was kind of like the neatest thing. I got to tell you a funny story about Randall that I absolutely love. And then we'll get you back downstairs. I booked him for my birthday. Mm-hmm. My birthday was May 19th. He played here on the 20th, I think. And the, after their sound check, mm-hmm. I just happened to walk by the stage and I looked at their set list. Well, I love the song She Gone. I, I mean, I absolutely love yeah, it. Yeah, I just yeah, think I it's the neatest tune in the world. Yeah. It wasn't on set list. <gasps> oh. And so we sit down in here and I'm talking to Randall. And I go, bro, I got a bone to pick with you. And he's like, what's up? And I'm like, it's my birthday. I booked the show. Yeah. She Gone's not on the set list. He goes, dude, I haven't played that in six months. He goes, we just play the new stuff. I'm yeah. like, I get it. Yeah. Cool. We just keep talking, whatever. Yeah. 9.55 was call time. Yeah. 10.05, my front of house guy's like, where are they at? I'm like, I don't know. 10.15, nowhere. I write something to John, like, everything cool. He's like, yeah, we'll be out in a minute. Po- apologize. Yeah. Nicest apologies. <laughs> yes. Um, they come out, third song, She Gone. They, they I love it. it. They learned it in the green room. And I will I never, ever forget something like that. Yeah. Um, and then knowing that, I mean, just how good his core group of people are around him. And I know that they're now working with Jake Jacobs and I didn't know that he was mm-hmm. in the group with them, but I know that they tour together. Yeah. So originally Jake was, they tried to bring an opener. We don't do openers here. Like when you come back, okay. and, when you come back and play on a Friday, yeah. very rare. I do openers maybe okay. twice a year. Yeah. You can see our green room. See Billy Bob's does, is the same way. Are they really? Yeah. What's the, what's the, what's the thing behind that? Um, our stage isn't huge. Okay. Um, our green room setup isn't, Okay. We have the one room that's pretty badass. The second room you saw. So it's more logistics rather than. Yeah, and we're a dance hall. Got it. Okay. Yep. So I understand. I understand. We do live music normally. That makes sense. One night a week uh-huh. for one hour. It's Friday nights. You go on at 10, you're done by 11, 11, 15, and they huh. go back to dancing. And we're open until 3 o'clock in the morning. Interesting. For depending on how long they drink, but we, they dance. They come here to dance. That's cool. the thing. But, and it's difficult because unless the. You can see getting in and out is kind of tough. We have mm-hmm. the little ramp that goes down. So if you have to change out band equipment, so that changes. Sure. comes a nightmare, that sort of thing. Um, and it's dancing more than anything. So it's very Sweet. rare. So I, I told Jake, I was like, bro, like I know you're supposed to come here for Randall. I'll just give you your own show. 
and I'd listened to his music and yeah. loved his stuff, and he's just a good kid. So I was like, let's do it. Like, yeah. and so I brought him out on his own headlining thing. I have Lauren Elena played here. Spencer Crandall opened for him. Before the night was over, I booked him That's to come awesome. back and play. So he came back and played, and he brought Avriana, which I thought okay, was really neat. Cool. So, and yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I like, so did you do your Spotify thing? Um, like uh, the year in review? Oh, I did. Yeah. So as a listener, um, I think my highlight of all of it was, is um, I listened to 2,650 something bands last year. Different wow. artists. A lot. Huh. I'm a consumer of music, I guess you wow. could say. I love listening to new artists. I love finding new stuff. Wow. Um, our blueprint to Stoney's is we take it after Russell Dickerson. Uh-huh. Guess how many times he's played here? How many? Seven. Really? Yeah. That's first, awesome. First time, not even 300 people in the room. Wow. Last two times we played here, sold out. And it was pre-COVID. Like, Man, that it's just it takes people like you in this business to to do anything. Well, and I'm just so grateful anytime I can run across someone that's just willing to take a chance on something that they believe in. You, I bet you probably shit yourself uh, on that show and I can imagine that you did at Billy Bob's just because of that I mean I've heard nothing but I don't know anybody there but I've heard nothing but great things about the experience there we obviously the artists come through here uh, they don't have the greatest experiences at other places Mm -hmm. and my motto's always been I can't pay you to talk highly about us so why not just treat you like you're at our house Yeah, and that's kind of how we live I love it I tell you what I've I've been paid um, very good money and show up and shown up places and been treated like absolute crap and it's then I show up places and they're like hey we really want you you know come we'll they treat me like royalty, and it's like oh, I would almost rather play for nothing. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I should not experience. say that um, on air, but um, I get it's it. It just makes like, sense. It, you know, we're on the road. It's hard. It's long. It's like it. We don't do this for the money. You know, if we wanted to make gobs of money like right now, we would be doing something else. Sure. Um, because you got to put in a lot before you see a return. So. It's the experiences, and it's, you know, it's things like this that just really keep you going. Somebody came through Idaho, and they made the statement of, you're not paying me to play, you're paying me to travel and be away from home and be away from my family. Mm -hmm. And I just went, wow, never Mm -hmm. thought of it that way, but it's the truth. Yeah. At the end of the day, yeah, it's a business expense for you guys to get out on the road. Uh, I I, I love watching, again, the artists grow. It's like one of my favorite things in the world. Ashley McBride play here. um, Two weeks after her show here. I asked her, we were sitting here, I go, do you drive the truck? She goes, hell no, I don't drive this thing. It was and it was like the weirdest like truck van thing I've ever seen. Like I pulled in and really? I was like, "What the hell is this?" And I asked her, "Who do you drive that thing?" She goes, "Hell no, I pay these people to drive it." Like that's so I went, funny. You're fine. Two weeks later, out on the road with George Strait, hey. and I'm just like, "Wow, yeah. yeah, wow, yep." Luke Combs, I'll say it, we paid him 500 bucks. He opened for Corey Smith here. Wow, in 2016. <gasps> Ran into him and his band no. uh, at T-Mobile when they played here, and their drummer came up, knew when he played here, what year, and how wow. we treated him. Luke, same way. Cappy, same way. They're like, love the experience. He's like, your hospitality is unbelievable. Yeah. And I just... Goes um, a long way. Well, the, that dude's been everywhere. Yeah. Come on, Luke's been everywhere. Right. I mean, what's your goals as an artist? Like, your overall goals? Um, I want to win a Grammy. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I started writing a song about that the other day. I, When I was a senior in high school... You know, and I was still, like, very shy. Like, I didn't even think I was going to sing my own songs. But I was senior in high school, first day of class, sat down in my English class, and this redheaded English teacher was like, all right, I'm going to ask you a question. Um, What's your biggest goal in life? And she pointed at me first, and she was like, go. 
and like no heads up and I was like I'm gonna win a Grammy she's like cool next person and then I've just like sat back in my I, I took myself by surprise because I was like I've never thought about this before I've never thought that about just came Grammys. out just came out of but my the mouth. response from the teacher out of nowhere does she do that to everybody that she reason? did it yes uh, yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> I loved that teacher um, you're like yeah you are yeah <laughs> that's literally she was wonderful um but she was like a Jersey girl and she's just like yeah you know whatever um <laughs> and so, but I, I like, I, I don't even know if I heard the rest of any of what happened the rest of that class because I just sat back in my chair and I was like, oh, I, I guess I'm going to do this now. Like, yeah. uh, okay. That's what you do. All right. Sounds good. And ever since then, it's like, cool, we'll, we'll be at the Grammy someday. So when, when you win your first one, is it still the goal to win another one and just keep going? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I like I, t- I told you I, I kind of washed myself from the industry for a mm-hmm. while. Um, different genres of music versus country. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love saying this. Y'all champion each other like I've never seen before in anything. Mm. Um, I always see that one kind of story that pops up on Instagram all, all the time that says that you'll spend all that money on that celebrity that you don't know, but you won't support your close friends when they start the business. Uh. And um, it resonates with me because when the majority of y'all put out a song uh-huh. and your good friends listen to it and yeah. they share it. Yeah. It's the most organic. Yes. Because I'm sure you don't go, hey, Jenny, can you share this? Right. They just hear it and they know what to do. And I think that's, you yeah. don't find that in too many other genres. Mm. Uh, I think everyone, y'all are competing because you want to get to somewhere, but you're competing together versus against, sure. I think. And yeah. I think that's probably the neatest thing about the country genre. Yeah. Good yeah. people hang out with good people. Tell people how to find you online. Um, at Kylie French Fry on all the socials. <laughs> um, French Fry seasoning coming soon. And, do, you, do you have a name for it? Um, no. Why you got one for no, me? No, God, no. Really? Like I, I, don't even, <laughs> I didn't know what your sausage shit was, and now you want me to come up with a name for uh, for French fries? I, as long uh, as it doesn't have like paprika and like Old Bay or anything like that, I'm gonna eat it. But. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I will, if it does, I'll make a special special batch for you Beautiful. that doesn't have it. So I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah. <laughs> do you do all your own social stuff? Um, I have a girl, God bless her, that helps me. Yeah. I have not felt old until this past year um, with just keeping up with it's a lot of work. Um, TikTok and Instagram. And I am, for the first time in my life, I, I don't know how to work everything right. um, when it comes to social media. Yeah. And I, you know, I was always the kid of like, oh yeah, you do this, and then I, it's been a it's been a, a growth year for me. Um, I have taken a big step back this past year um, and just sort of worked on myself Good. and uh, figured out a lot about Kylie and who I want to be and what I want out of life. And um, I did not publicize a lot of that because it didn't need to be shared. Sure. And yeah, so I am coming around back around to okay, cool. This is what we're doing. This is who I am. And take it or leave it. How do we post this TikTok? <laughs> and who the hell's going to help me? I, I, uh, a couple years ago, I looked at um, like Instagram before TikTok became a thing. And yeah. I would talk to some artists and they'd be like, they keep their family life separate and everything like that mm-hmm. from their work life. Well, then it turned into this thing where it's, you got to share your whole life. Yeah. Because you're kind of in this place where people look at you and they mm-hmm. want to know what's going on. They're all, everybody's. Yeah. I won't say everybody, but if they like you, they want to know about you. Sure. And that's that's kind of the whole thing. That stuff freaks me out. Um, yeah. It, it really does. We talked about it at dinner tonight, not the, the good side of it all. But the other si- side of it all is like 
I freaked out. I went to Nashville last year for mm-hmm. Thanksgiving, and I came back, and I did a show here, and people were walking through the audience, and they started asking me questions about my trip, and yeah. it freaked me the fuck out. Yeah, it's it freaks me out, too. Um, that's why I always say I'm on no level like you guys are on. Uh, you guys travel and go to all these places and do all these things, and you, you have to share that kind of stuff, but yeah. it's got to be weird that when people talk about, hey, you had a sushi in vegas um yeah. over rodeo how was it it is so it is so strange and uh, you know i've learned the term boundaries for the first time oh. in my life this past year yes <laughs> so um i i am trying to find the balance between okay well what is necessary what is not i, I want to be authentic i want to show my personality but also i you know i'm not going to go up to a random stranger and just tell them you know every deepest darkest secret and so it's like i'm not going to do that on social media either there's a balance there's a good balance i don't do a lot of personal stuff very rare Mm -hmm. um my personal life because i go home to it every night i don't need to share it with people yeah absolutely i've kind of grown out of that that stage of um i keep it simple stupid for the most part sure um people who know me my friends know me they know me they're at my house they they come over for yeah for dinner or we go do like that's i don't need anything more than that it's tough to make that transition, but you, I mean, I, I post food, I mm-hmm. think, and music. Those are like the two things I post sure. the most of. But yeah. other than that, yeah. what else do I need to know? Yeah, well, I eat a lot of sushi. certain things are, th- are sacred, Yeah, you know, um, and are just meant for that moment. Right. Yeah. It's so, true. yeah. Thank you again for the time. Thank you. I appreciate it. I really enjoyed this. I picked this place hoping you'd be here. Said hi to your friends. Let them buy me a beer I know you loved it on the east side Back when you loved them two at a time Oh, I tried back hell not to leave And let them all know what you're doing to me Pull my hat over my eyes And I thought of